Rocky Mountain mixed down We're talking music in your hometown Other places do Welcome, welcome All are welcome here Rocky Mountain mixed down Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Mixdown podcast, where we discuss and document the making of the Colorado music scene. The Rocky Mountain Mixdown is a launchpad for Colorado bands, artists, studios, venues, producers, industry folks, and the music they create. Hosting today's episode, we have myself, Kenny Vasco, and Mr. John Remington. What's up, fam? (laughs) And in the studio, we have Pilot the Machine. Yeah. I'm Billy. I play guitar in Pilot the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Tatsuya. I play drums for Pilot the Machine. Heck yeah. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, both of your Instagram usernames have food in it. Yeah, we it's do. Pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of like a running thing in our band that I'm trying to get to go. Wait, can you talk about the fact that it's like you have I am real cabbage and then also and I, I am real finsta. cabbage too? Yeah. So I have like a, a finsta and a real insta. I like to twerk on one, so oh. that's why I got to keep them separate. You're twerking, yeah, Finsta. Right, that's why I do all my modeling. Ah. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's my one. I have one from college. It's got like a bunch of art on it, and then I have one that's like my my friends from high school following me on there, like so, art that you made. Yeah. Oh. Because when I was in college, I actually was just like stoned the entire time, and I wasn't paying attention. Fuck shit. Yeah. So I just would sit there and draw things, mostly vampires and skulls. Love it. <laughs> okay, yeah. and that and that S. That everyone drew? Yeah, it's exactly like eyes. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to say it very clear for the audience. My name is Tatsuya, which is difficult for some people. Yeah. So my college nickname was uh, Tots. <laughs> like, as like, in Tater Tots. As in Tater Tots. And so I just went with it and chose Tokyo underscore Tater Tots. Yeah. That's nice. username. Tater Tots. We got it's cabbage. Catchy. Now we just need Jess to have one. Uh-huh. We need Jess to be like... Like wheat or something, <laughs> like bread. <laughs> wheat thins. Yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be piloting the vending machine. Yeah, literally. Like, uh, <laughs> all right. Now that we uh, now that we're all hungry for cabbage and tater tots. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how music came into both of your lives and how you congealed as a band uh, in the beginning. Well, music came into my life. Very. My dad is like a big record collector. He loves music. He loves everything. He loves a lot of music, but like he was really a part of like the 90s, early 90s kind of like he went to a lot of local concerts. So like I wouldn't say like grunge because he was like on the East Coast from Virginia, but just like a lot of like, you know, like alternative rock and stuff. But he had a massive record collection. So like my entire life growing up, I just I listened to a ton of music. And then when I was like in my teenage years, you know, I like heard a Slipknot song and I was like, I didn't know music could be aggressively angry. So Slipknot was your spark. Yeah, that was what made me pick up an instrument. Yeah. And then I and then I learned of other stuff through that say that like your first metal band is Metallica. But then Metallica goes on tour with like anthrax or something and then through anthrax and so because of the power of the internet you know i just like found my own way learned how to play the guitar and then i was in a ton of bands too like all throughout high school i was in a lot of bands that didn't go anywhere didn't do anything and that's fine that's what high school kids do and then i went to college and i met jay and lana and i was in a band with lana for a while and we played kind of like like very kinks inspired kind of punk rock you know kind of like old school british kinky yeah well kinky (laughs) uh (laughs) And then, and then I left college and I joined Caustic Soda, 
We all know caustic soda. Beloved. Woo! Woo! <laughs> They're also <laughs> in an earlier episode, if you... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I played bass for them for, I want to say, like, just under a year. And then Pilot the Machine became a full thing. Which there's, like, a whole history to Pilot the Machine, but we can go into that later. <laughs> it became a real thing when Tatsuya joined the band in... God, when was that? Woo! <laughs> in 2000, woo! Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I forget when that was. It was like end of pan. We were coming out of the lockdown era of the pandemic. 2020 woo. Yeah. Well, it was like two years ago. It's two years ago? Are we on year two? Jesus. No, not, not <laughs> yet, but about, yeah, about two on. years ago. Cool. And how'd you get into the drumming? Was drumming your original instrument? Uh, yeah. So I have a probably like a pretty unique uh, introduction into like drumming and percussion. When I was a kid, I started doing capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial art. And capoeira, I don't know if you know this, but has a, a really rich percussive element to it. It's dancey. And so I got introduced to percussion through instruments like birimbau, pandeiro, agogo, which are traditional Afro-Brazilian instruments. And so I'm kind of a hand drummer by training. And I really didn't pick up the drum kit until I was in this really shitty high school band <laughs> where I was actually the singer, yeah, believe it or not. Um, but that was just because they were like, oh, hey, you can sing. Like, you should sing in the band. But I did not know how to play any instruments. And the drummer one day just, like, showed me a bunch of stuff, and that's how I got into the drum kit. And I was like, oh, like, trying to practice, like, coordination between all four limbs is, like, really interesting. So, Do you still practice capoeira? The Colorado capoeira scene is, like, pretty small. I was lucky because oh, so I'm originally from Tokyo, Japan, but uh, really close to my house, actually, there was a capoeira, like, dojo. Um, and so that's where I practiced for, like, a decade wow, um, when wow. I was a little kid. Um, but since, like, moving to the United States for college and, and now grad school, um, I haven't, I've, you know, been kind of struggling to find uh, a lot of capoeira going around. Uh, but I do still own like my own beating bow and pandero and stuff like that, so I can practice at least the the musical elements of it. Didn't we track the beating bow? Uh, we did a pandero. Or it was the pandero, yeah. but we cut. Oh, okay. I think it ultimately got cut because it just wasn't like, uh, yeah, working wasn't, in wasn't working. working in the mix. Yeah, but uh, I tried to include like you know in in our songs at least in the future. I want to include more like percussive elements that are a little bit unique. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, could like really make the song pop. Cool. We got some bongos on the kit now. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I couldn't tell if you were joking. No, no. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I usually usually use it as like a joke, but in like the middle of a rock song, I'll be like... It's great. Anything to add. It always makes Billy laugh. Wait, you should tell the story about how you joined Pellet the Machine, though, because it was like... It was had like a whole little story to it. Remember? No? Should I tell it? I'm going to tell it. Okay, so I'm friends with Tatsuya's... Girlfriend, Meredith. Meredith and my girlfriend, Gracie, are besties. Uh -huh. Homies since, like, the days where you kick rocks, on it. And then... I still do that. You do that? Kick can? Play a little kick can? Uh, ro rocks. Rocks. I pick up okay. cans. Okay, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> probably good. That's good. <laughs> Save the earth. Um, <laughs> and Pilot the Machine was, like, in its, like, infancy. That's oh, not, though. But it was sure, in sure. an era where we Nascent. didn't... Yeah, we didn't have any band members. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tatsuya, okay, literally. In your eye. Yeah, literally. And Tatsuya came over and he brought his strat and he's got like a pink strat. Mm. It's very cool. And I was like, dude, that's dope. Like, you should play guitar in my band. You should be the second guitar player. And he's like, that's crazy. You don't have a drummer. So maybe I should play <laughs> drums instead. And I was like, oh, 
Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> so, you're saying, so you're saying Tati was like a, the voice of reason. Yes. A lot <laughs> of times in this band, I'll be like, bro, we got to do this. And he's like, that literally makes no fucking sense. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was pretty funny because I was like, at the time that Tatsuya joined Pilot the Machine, it was just guitar and bass. There was no drummer, which is why I'm like, so oftentimes I think that that's when Pilot the Machine actually started because it went from being like a bass player and a drummer or a guitar player sitting around being like, check this riff, dude, to now we can actually get in a room and like, play our songs <laughs> yeah yeah uh and it was really funny because they had logged like you know at least like three to five years worth of music right yeah well on on these kinda. little like guitar profiles yeah which is just like yeah. just tabulature basically well like and all they had these really shitty because they they don't drum so they had these really <laughs> shitty <laughs> shitty drum tracks on them and yeah. i was like i'm gonna fix that yeah i'm gonna fix that it was bad yeah i was like i i just never i'm like a hoarder of musical ideas because i i have like the fear of god that i'll have a really cool idea and i'll forget that idea the next day ah. so i write everything down and for a while i wasn't writing it down to remember it so i was like trying to learn my own songs by ear but when you're like recording to audacity using your laptop microphone a lot of information gets uh let's just say lost to the the film grain or the family guy in the background or you know somebody walked in and was like hey can you fucking do the dishes and i'm like, like oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah. like you're, you're like going deedly deedly and all yeah. of a sudden there's like eh, no literally i should send you guys some of that because it's literally it's literally like some of my stuff will start with like a family guy joke and then i'm playing and you can hear brian in the background of like talking over my riff and you can't really hear my riff so i started i got guitar pro because i was like even if it's wrong and it sounds like total garbage i can write it down you know what i mean and yeah. i'll remember it and i'll remember how hey, to play but, it but it's true like some of the song ideas that we come up with are lost into the voids domain the voids, oh! the voids. Oh! <laughs> oh, reference yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah that's great john no yeah, yeah, just kidding um so and actually that brings up uh yeah just a kind of a side rail to the creative process. We have talked in podcasts in the past where people have writer's block. Mm -hmm. like they don't, they don't, they can't move forward. They don't know where to go, what direction to take things. It sounds like you begin with the opposite problem that you are just spitting out so much and you're trying to figure out what to cultivate and what to invest in to create a song. Is that accurate? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I think it's, it goes it goes like a ton of ways. So like it is a lot more chaotic than like writer's block. Like Tatsuya said, I have stuff from back when I was like 14. You know what I mean? And oh, it's yeah. not good. It's not good. But the thing is, is it like I didn't get the girl. Yeah, oh, dude, I was super that, into pop that's punk. So all it's, I wrote yeah. when I was 14. Yeah, it's like, literally. Oh, this girl doesn't like me, but <laughs> yeah. I like her. Yeah. And you call it like, oh, the name of the song is Cheyenne. You know, <laughs> yeah. wherever you are, Cheyenne, yeah, I still love you. Yeah, like how the process works is like sometimes there are full song ideas that come out of that because like, you know, like um, maybe we'll just be inspired in the moment and just a whole song will just like come off the top. Uh, other ways, it will be like we'll have a riff that's been sitting in there for God years, and then one day I'll just be listening back to stuff because I have that writer's block, or maybe we're lost in a song idea, and then I'll hear this riff and I'm like, oh, that actually goes really well here, and I'll I can borrow, or maybe that song will become its own song. Like I will play a riff that I've been playing since I was like 18, and all yeah. all of a sudden in this era being 27, I'm like, I know how to finish this song now. You know what I mean? So that a lot of our process is either some of it is that we get into the room together, like Tatsuya and I, maybe I'll have a riff or two and we'll jam old school or we'll do it where I have this idea that I've been like cranking away on and then something will like loosen the dam a little bit and I will finish the song and then we'll workshop it even longer as a band. And we'll even play, like we'll play songs live a hundred times 
and then change it the day before we get in the studio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, in yeah. terms of the creative process, I had like a gap between high school and, and now where I wasn't in any, any band, even though I was like practicing like drums or guitar or whatever, um, kind of by myself on the side. But I also had kind of similarly like through college and stuff like that, just like riffs and ideas that some of them like I remembered because it like was really memorable and stuff like that. And I would bring them to the band. But obviously Billy and I uh, didn't really get together for this band until two years ago. So we have this like backlog of these riffs, you know? So Here's I think the things I always wanted to do with a band. Yeah, now exactly. I have a band. Literally, yeah. Um, but I think now the creative process has shifted to where like we've known each other for two years now. And so like Billy said, we are now trying to come up with like just one riff and we'll be in the studio for like, you know, hours sometimes just trying to like figure out which direction the song should go. I think that is how we've written, at least like so far, the best songs that we've ever yeah. written is kind of together. Yeah. And like a lot of the stuff that's on the CP that is going to come out is that it was, that's a lot of stuff that we, like each of us brought in a different thing that we were like, I've always wanted to do this song in, in a full band setting. So, you know, like I wrote Virgo when I was like, I was in college. It was in my sophomore year of college. And, and I just was like, we got to play, like, can we play this song? You know? And like when the, when the band first starts, we have songs, let's learn these and play these. Like we didn't learn covers. Right. We learned these old songs. And then now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you, so you're not just like, hey, let's play Seven Nation Army 80 times. Right. Tatsuya was overwhelmed because we dumped like, <laughs> we dumped like 40 songs on him. We were like, learn these. With, with <laughs> shitty drum tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to write the drum parts. Right. Like rewrite uh, them completely. <laughs> You just have your head in your hand and just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of those fills, when Jay joined Pilot the Machine, she was like, what's up with the fucking fills on this song? I was like, I, I tried to figure them out. And she's like, sound like shit. So <laughs> she wasn't that mean ever, but. Well, it, it's nice when people are direct, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, like, so this is very similar to like Rivers Cuomo has the exact same mentality when he wrote Thank God for Girls. He just had a notebook of every time he had like referred to a girl and like was sad about it. And you know, he had notebooks and no, he's like, and he just like, Oh, I'll take these 16 lines from these five notebooks. And boom, that's a song boom. for girls. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Weezer. Exactly. Yeah. Platinum hit being members of Doghouse. Yeah. How long has pilot had the room? Probably like <sighs> a year. A year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to say we were practicing really like differently. Like we would practice with a cone. Or we mm -hmm. would practice at the house and just trade ideas. And then we would go to like a one-off, you know, we would rent a space over here for like 50 bucks for an hour. And we just jump in there and we practice our set list. And then we kind of did the math. We were like, we should probably get a space that we can have and like <laughs> leave a drum kit in and stuff. And then that's when, that's like, we joined Doghouse at the time where we were playing our most shows just because we were practicing like two, three times a week. And we still do. So it, it doesn't make sense to be like, we're limited to an hour. And like now we can jump in there, you know, like sometimes we'll come in here at like nine o'clock at night yeah, and just like, and just work on stuff, you know, or we'll come on a Saturday and stay here for six hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the other thing is like, as a drummer, this is like where my main kit lives. So it's, it's really nice to have like a space where I can come in like 24 seven and just like practice whenever I want. Like I have a, you know, a crappy home kit. But it's like with like low volume symbols and the the heads that are like the silent stroke the heads, mesh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just like doesn't feel the same. Um, so whenever I get the chance, I'll be like, you know, on my way like home or something, I'll pass by here and then practice. Bang for an hour and just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> great, awesome. 
Yeah. How has that morphed since you started? You know, I said it was like with a cajon and stuff. Was that here or did it pretty much immediately happen? No, I had a garage at my last apartment. So okay. we had like a detached garage and um, we would just come over and we grab acoustic instruments or whatever because um, the bass player we had at the time had an acoustic bass and we would just jump in there and me, Tatsuya and our bass player would just jam out frameworks of ideas and then we would go to a practice space so that we could work it out loud. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then we would just go play a show and now here at Doghouse... Tatsuya had my old really garbage, just a pile of shit kit. And we practiced here for that for like a week. And Tatsuya was like, I'm going to the music store and I'm going to buy a kit because this is <laughs> I ridiculous. That. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I, okay. I sold that kit recently on Facebook yeah, Marketplace for like 50 bucks, actually. Nice. Oh, nice. It's go. a good turnaround. It's not, it was not worth 50 bucks. No, that's, I'm, <laughs> I'm like super surprised. <laughs> cool. One of the things that I find very unique about Pilot the Machine is. There have seemed to be no shortage of gigs. Mm. Like, it does seem like you have a bit of a spark where, you know, we have some other bands that we know that struggle to, you know, even to get into like Lost Lake or Goose Town, something like that. But it just seems like things sort of come together and you you have that regular heartbeat of uh, a gig every couple of weeks. Is that something that is by design you work hard at? Or is that something where things fall in your lap? Like where, where on the scale is that? That's all thanks to Billy. Yeah, no, I was gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, yes. So my time in caustic really ingrained me in like the DIY thing, the DIY punk thing. Um, so the, the shows thing is like, I feel that that's like a very big compliment that you just paid me because I do work really, really hard at it. And it's hard because we don't have like an EPK. Like we've just put our EPK together. So it was me just like emailing people or texting people, asking them for anything that they had. And we haven't opened for, God, like barely. I think we've opened maybe twice. And it's because they're much more likely to let you play. They're like, okay, you don't have an EPK. You don't have any of this stuff. You're going to play Tuesday at 9.30 and you're going to play until midnight and we're like, great, nobody's going to come to that but we're going to try really hard and of course all of our friends love us very much, you know, whether they're like colleagues of Tatsuya's that, you know, will come from the department or like my brother, he will come out and like we have these people that continue to support it and we end up meeting our goals, you know what I mean, which yeah. allows us to continue to play those places but it's a lot of work um, that I should honestly get better at but, you know, live and learn, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that, is, that is something that is a function of the I would say the greater front range scene is right. Every everything depends on how many people you bring, uh, you know, butts in seats. Everyone says right. So uh, there. Actually, I had another musician tell the story of uh, how ticket sales were low at one of their shows. Pilot the machine came on the card. All of a sudden, there were thirty more people in the room. It helped them. Uh, say, oh, wow, you know, we put a good card together. And it was because Pilot, like, infused us with more people. Yeah, we, I, I, the DIY thing, like, that was what I was really into in high school. And I, like, coming from a really small town, I didn't really have the capability of doing anything like that because there are no band. Like, I didn't have a drummer because there were no drummers at my high school. You know, so when I got to Denver and I saw how Caustic was doing it, when they were doing that thing. Why didn't you go to Billy's High School? Yeah. Um, Watching Caustic do it, I learned a lot from just watching them text somebody or call somebody or establish a relationship with somebody. And that has been all of what we're doing is I just email, let's say, I don't name drop, but there's a guy that we know that books at the HQ, right? Love the HQ. We've played there twice and we get stuff, but I text him directly now 
because he knows that I'm not, I, I fear like I put myself in their shoes and I fear that sometimes when people email and they don't have an EPK or proof or anything released on Spotify, cause we didn't for a while, they're very skeptical that you exist, you know? <laughs> and, and so I like, it was a stretch and I'm surprised as much as you are that we got what we did. But I think once they see that we like bring in at least 15 people and we play a set and we're not some high school kids who are just going to like flake the day of, <laughs> they're much more likely to let us play again. You know, right. There is some challenges. I would agree with that though. Like just outside of our own band, I was hoping that somebody would echo that because I struggle with it in a vacuum. I don't really ask other bands how they book shows often because I, I it's kind of like asking how much you make at your job, if, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. how many people do you bring to your concert? You know, I feel like that's like a kind of inappropriate question sometimes, but <laughs> no, um, no, no. But I, I do find that that's kind of a, a dark art, if you will, right? Yeah. Like of how do you get on heavy rotation at all the venues? Cause let's say there's. I don't know, let's say there's 40 venues in the Denver metro area where uh, a band of any genre can play. Uh, how do you stay relevant enough where you can book at least one show per month at, at uh, you know, a smattering of these venues and stay relevant and keep bringing people and and growing that that uh, the, the the pilot army? Yeah, so <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's tough and it, and it sounds like it is a grind and it sounds like networking is a very key part of that. Networking is like all of it too because I was about to say like the thing that I struggled with before this band was. I didn't think there was like a scene in the front range. And I, I, I kind of see that there are scenes, but I, I can understand how it's difficult to break into some of them because like meeting Ty from Shady Oaks was like big for me because Ty was giving me advice on how to do these things. And I think that that's like the biggest thing that you can get from other bands. Like, yeah, you get a show from the guy over here at HQ, but like how to book that show better is because Ty and I were hanging out doing whatever. And he was like, you don't have, you don't have an EPK. You, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, how are you getting any show? He was equally, he was like, how are you getting any shows like that? I asked Ty, I was like, do you ask other bands to open for them? He's like, oh yeah, I'll text somebody. Can I open for you? And I was like, that, you can do, you can do that. You know, I was out here just like, hey, we're a rock band. Please help me. You know? So yeah. Cool. It is a dark art. It's very The other thing I was going to mention is like, we try our best to show up to these gigs with like a really good attitude and really like talk to the other bands who are playing with us and make sure we're like showing on time for like sound check and, and things like that. And just in general, make sure that everybody we're involved with when we go and gig have like a positive, you know, experience with us as a band. So we try not to have this like rocker attitude. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. Kind yeah. of attitude. <laughs> we try to be like accountable and, yeah. and show up on time and, and really try to do our best as far as like accountability goes. Yeah. That's a big part of it too. Very cool. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the band makeup because uh, you are, I guess the the right metaphor is in some ways you are changing the oil while driving the car, right? So uh, you you two are the the stalwarts of the band at this point. You know, Jay recently moved to Los Angeles. Miss you, Jay. We miss Jay Jay. around here. (laughs) Uh, And you, you did get a new bass player. Yeah. Right? What was the process in that? Was it just people you knew, a friend of a friend, or? A little bit of both, right? Yeah. So Jess, our new bass player. Shout out, Jess. Hey, what's up, Jess? (laughs) Hey, yo. Uh, She's an applied math grad student at CU Boulder, and I'm actually a grad student at CU Boulder myself. I'm in the astrophysics department. And so through a mutual connection, 
there was like a group of uh, mathematicians and scientists who liked to jam. And I just showed up at this like casual jam session and Jess was there. And I, I asked her about like what music she's into and stuff like that. And she seemed to kind of like vibe well with the idea of like playing in a, in a rock band and a hard rock band. She's played in a band before as the drummer actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have uh, an over, over subscription of drummers now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we just started jamming and then eventually we were just like, hey, you want to join like the band as the bassist? And luckily she said yes. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so you didn't need to put a flyer out with little tear-offs? Or- I mean, yeah. I, I did before, oh. Jess. Yeah, I was I was like going real ham on like I, asking everybody I know. I was like on Facebook. Did I was actually asking, do the flyer? with No, I was like poaching a little bit. I call oh. it poaching. But oh, I was yeah. like going to other bands that I really liked and I would watch a bass player play that I was like that dude f- rips you know and I would mm. I would ask them to join our band and a lot of them were like very loyal to the project totally understand like I was asking people who are in established bands I was like dude you fucking rip at this club full of 75 people and they're like you think I'm gonna join your band that has 10 monthly listeners like no dude you know <laughs> but um, I was asking people and it hit a drought I just like ran out and we were we were baseless we were full on going to play <laughs> sh- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were going to play shows without a bass and I was just going to turn the bass up on my guitar amp yeah. And, oh, yeah. and just hope that that was enough. And then right as we were getting Full that prep, stripes it, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were ready to be like a, that kind of trio and we were about to start booking shows and then Jess came in and she was like, I'm going to play, I'll, I will play bass for you guys. And then I got to talking with Jess, we got to talking with Jess and just there was a lot of like musical overlap and a lot of things that we just agreed on. So chemistry. Right. And then so we kind of reset and we were like, okay, we're now we're going to play, we're going to wait until we can incubate Jess to the point where we, she knows all the songs. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to play again. So, and right as that happened, we lost our singer. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let's talk about that. So, yeah. um, how long have you, did you have a singer? So, when we started Pilot the Machine, we didn't have a singer. I don't know. Travis was in the band for like just under a year. About the same, actually, funny enough, I think about the same amount of time that I was in Caustic Soda, Travis was in this band. Okay. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, so now we don't have one. We didn't have one before Trav. Right. But a gigging, we've never gigged without one. So we've always had one publicly. So will you be gigging with a vocalist going forward? We have shows booked already without one. So, and we're going to try and sing the songs. We've been talking about it. Like I can sing this one because I don't have to play as difficult a part. That's kind of been traded around. Mm-hmm. We're currently doing the same thing. Yeah. Hey, I saw you singing for this band. Like, and like my standards are ridiculously high now because I've, I'm like, I need a young Robert Plant. I'm like, dude, Whoa. <laughs> you know, they so only, you're looking for, yeah. uh, are you, well, I mean, that, are you looking for someone with a really high register? I think that's the change we were trying. I don't know if it's necessarily that Robert Plant has a super high register and that's what we like about him. I just like that. I mean, it's Zepp. You know, he's just a great singer. We just want somebody who's who fits this band and that's really good and yeah. very passionate and dynamic. Our, our common favorite rock singer is Chris Cornell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone, Hell yeah. someone that can sing eight, 18 octaves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. One in a million singers. <laughs> love them. <laughs> like, I'll say, be like, oh, what kind of singers are you looking for? I'm like, okay, Lane Staley, Chris Cornell, Robert Plant. And you're like, right, so right. the greatest of all time, like the greatest <laughs> rock singers there ever were. Like, well, yeah. and, and I mean, I do feel that when you do bring on somebody, it is going to change the chemistry, yeah. right? There will be a reaction to bringing someone new on. Yeah. And, is that something where because there's there's definitely a schism when we talk to bands and they know that the pieces fit yeah like, yeah right right <laughs> yeah um, but <laughs> but sometimes they also watch them fall away yes so exactly. there's like you know <laughs> right but do you, do you want a singer that is a um, 
you know, just like a, a fixture at the front of the band, or are you looking for someone to contribute to the musical direction of the band? Both. Definitely both. We want we want a singer in the way that I see. I don't know. I wasn't in Led Zeppelin, but I imagine that being in Led <laughs> you Zeppelin. Were? Robert Plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah dude. Can uh, that yeah. Be, I totally that, thought. <laughs> wait. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, tell, I, me the, tell me that's your LinkedIn tagline. I yeah, wasn't in Led not, Zeppelin. Billy Storm, not in Led Zeppelin. <laughs> not, not, yeah. Um, Wait, are you I, telling me that you're not Jack Black, dude? No, I'm not. No. I, oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cello there. Oh, cello. <laughs> no. um, I think I think that we want a singer that is like like you know part of our band. We don't want a singer that's just kind of tacked on over what we're doing. Right. We want somebody who's bringing melody ideas and singing and blowing our minds for what we could do with our own music because it kind of goes back to what I'm saying at least about like when I write a guitar part, it's hard for me to sing over it because I was focused on being the guitar player. So I'm writing guitar parts, right. not thinking that I'm going to sing, but then the right person could be there that knows exactly how to sing over my guitar part or Tatsuya's drum part or, you know, and we're definitely looking for that. And then also like, I like to get move around and be a fixture in front of the band. But I think that there's nothing like that strong rock singer. There's just, you can't match that. Uh, so when are the auditions? Right. I don't know. When are we going to like put a, a ad online or how, how are you going to go about uh, trying as, to attract? As soon as now? As soon as yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a Bumble link for us? Right. Or? Yeah. Like I thought I got our hinge going, like new, oh, new the, rock the singer. The Bumble BFF. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bumble Biz. Yeah. The Bumble yeah. Um, the auditions, I think how we're going to do it going forward is maybe less of like a open call sort of thing and more of like we see somebody that we like or we meet someone that we like and we're trying to take it as naturally because I think part of my problem and why we've had so many lineup changes is because, like you said, changing the oil while the car is moving or patching the boat as as I'm sailing, it's not really helpful to just keep (laughs) putting people in the band that are just like keeping us afloat. Wearing Maybe. the shirt as you're, uh, as you're sewing it. Yes. <laughs> but being a singer in a rock band is like a really big, that's the thing. That's like the, the everybody's going to hear that voice and they're yeah! going to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally. John just auditioned. Yeah. That was dope. Actually. Yeah. 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 Come in on Monday. We'll, we'll work some out. Robert yeah. Plant. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like yeah. PBC yeah. sessions. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> yeah, jinx. Yeah. Uh, if there was any singer in the front range music scene that that Ooh. you could have hmm. as your vocalist, who would it be? I don't know. I I don't think I've heard anybody. Yet. And this is not a slight on any single person singing out there. I've heard some great singers, but I don't haven't heard anybody that I thought in my head immediately where I said that's got to be my singer. You know, it could it could be you. That's right. Me? Oh, no. It could be uh, the listener. The audience. Yeah. The listener. Oh, the fourth oh, wall. The, Breaking the, the fourth wall. Collective you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. If you're wink, listening. Wink. <laughs> yeah. That's how. That's the sound I make when I wink. Really? Is that? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That, was, that looks great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a little mini stroke for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that video of Kate? Katy Perry is like getting ready for her Vegas show and her uh, her eye, uh, what's you call the Lash. eyelash, is stuck mm. to her Makeup on her cheek, <laughs> so she can't like pry her eye open. No, that's oh god! See her like in front of thousand people, just going, <laughs> yeah, oh, having a like, stroke. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, awful. I digress. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Shout out to, to Katie Perry. So, sorry for this. That sounds stressful. Yeah, Hash, Katie. Hashtag. Katie, maybe you could sing for us. Katie, yeah, Katie. Katie Perry. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like Katie. Yeah. yeah. Catherine. No, I, on her first name basis, Katie. Uh-huh. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ms. Perry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call her a cat sometimes. Cat, yeah. Cat, yeah. Short Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California girl. Cat, Perry. Okay. cat Perry. with the California call her girl. K. Yeah, K maybe. And she'll be singing about all your teenage dreams. Right, yeah. right, yeah. 
As they follow it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Pilot the Machine. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the name Pilot the Machine um, reminds me of Gundams. Yeah. Not Gundams. Gundams. <laughs> Gundams. Yeah, the name is a reference to uh, an anime. Yeah. To its uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. There's a scene in that show, though, where the reluctant hero is super reluctant and he doesn't want to get in the robot. And his, like, <laughs> super abusive dad, it's awful relationship. Yep. The show is extremely dark, but Classic. I'm not celebrating this, but there's a sign or there's a line and... I mistranslated it from Japanese because I don't speak Japanese, but I was reading the subtitles. It's basically Shinji get in the robot. Like he's demanding that he gets in the machine to uh-huh. save the day or whatever. Uh-huh. And I just, one day I, I worked landscaping right out of college and our previous bass player was sitting in like a machine, like a big a skid steer, I think is what they're called. The I don't what? know. Skid steer I, or a backhoe or one of those. But he was like outside of it and we were like, we were just like not working, you know, when we should have been working. And I was like, all right, stop talking. Get pilot the machine, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like, "That is, that's the name." <laughs> and not until like a month later, I was like, "Hey, our name is a verb the noun name, you know, like you know those bands from like 2010s that are verb the noun, yeah, like yeah. you know, I don't know." Well, it's better to have the in the middle than in the front, right? Right? Know? Yeah. Right. Then you're the exes, you know, or the well, actually, the name of our band before was actually a the band, the Strays. So then, the Strays. Yeah, but that's like how many bands do you think? That's name very is? British Invasion. It is. Yeah, well, it is Strays. Yeah. Strays. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there is like a band that's pretty popular that's called the Strays. Yeah, we're so. the Kinky Strays. Right, we're a little left to you know left to center on left, <laughs> to, left to beef. Okay, yeah. I just looked up what a uh, skid steer is. Yeah, and it is a cute little backhoe kind of thing. Yeah. Um, how much do you think a skid steer? How much do you think this little thing here? Oh, a lot. A Twenty-five thousand. It's more, more than a car, definitely. Are we doing prices right rules? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, prices 30, right. 30, 30 grand. So 30. we have 25 grand, 30 grand, 31. One dollar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dirty. I know. <laughs> I play I play a dirty game. 55. Woo! Your boy's going home so with a brand won. new Toyota Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Get to spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Enough all right. of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've done some recording. Yeah. Uh, you released Space Case earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, on four twenty. Just released Virgo. Our new single yeah. was released November eleventh. November eleventh. Go check it out on all platforms. You know what's fun about November eleventh is eleven eleven twenty two. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Oh shit, shit man. Shit. We did record five songs though. That's we did. Right. Wow. Five. Five. I haven't even. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. We had the EP is four, two of which will be out. So Virgo and Space Case are on there, and then there will be two more songs. Mm-hmm. All performances by the by Jay before she left town. So Jay's on this one. The other two songs are one's called Anthropocene, and one is called New Drugs. Mm-hmm. What is an Anthropocene? I think I, Jay Age, Age of, of Man. Man. Thank you. Okay. Wow, that was yeah. Those. <laughs> That was, that was awesome. <laughs> right. I did not help with the lyrics on that one. Usually I help with like the melody and the basic structure of the lyrics, but Jay, Jay really took the reins on that one. So that's like a little Jay in a different context, which I think is fun because usually you see her in costume. I was just going to mention that the way that John and I sounded just now is exactly the way we sound in the, in the recording. Not that John is oh, in, the, right. in the song, but yeah. the age of man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what the song sounds yeah. like. Yeah. You, you just heard the first like five seconds. Of a little snippet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the EP will have some stuff. And then we have two more songs after that, which we don't have a planned release date for. So that's, cool. yeah, Aphantasia and What Ruins mm. the Gambler mm-hmm. are the next what two. What Ruins the Gambler. Yeah, it's about, mm-hmm. it's a like a theory about like confidence in gambling. And I might be wrong in this, but this is what I Googled to come up with this. You know when you have like a hook and you're like, that sounds cool. Yeah. Now I need it to make sense. <laughs> you know, uh, I wrote this song around that idea, but it's essentially like the idea that like the more you're playing and the, and the better chances you have, you get a little more confident and your bets start getting higher and then you bust because you were, you know, that's like what ruins you is that you were oh, yeah. winning in Vegas and winning in Vegas and then all of a sudden you start losing but it's okay yeah. it's just a bad it's bad luck and then wait so this is very literal I was always taking it on this like high metaphorical level well, I, of life I apply and it being to, a person yeah that so the song lyrics I took that theory because it's like a documented theory about gambling and why a lot of gamblers end up broke you know what uh, I mean yeah. and I applied it to like I like to write when I work on lyrics personally I much like older rock bands of yore. I, it needs to apply to something in somebody's life, right? Like, I don't want to just write lyrics like Frodo left the Shire and he... he <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> wow, there's Robert Plant. Right, right that's yeah. what I was joking about. I was like, Robert Plant. But the here's the thing about, like, step. we'll take Ramble On, for example. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about all this stuff, but he's, he's got to get to his woman. And I'm sure that in Robert Plant's mind, he was like, I'm going to use Lord of the Rings, of all things, as an allegory to get back to my lady. So... <laughs> wonder how that worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I did the same thing with Gambler. I just, it's, it's about, I don't know, really. I, I guess I just wrote it and I was like, ah, oh, it's about like, you know, you, you make big risks in life. I don't yeah. know, that's a very yeah. basic, now, <laughs> you know. Sound and vision lie above meaning, I think, when it comes to uh, music and words. Yeah. Because uh, that allows more interpretation of meaning. And as long as the sound and the vision are there, it's going to get into people's heads and then they're going to have to figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Definitely hope so. Yeah. It's funny because Billy, whenever he has like a theory that the song is based off of, he'll always look at me and be like, is that is that right? <laughs> like okay yeah actually Wait, because because you're the astrophysicist in the room is that no so we literally have a song that's called Dark Star which we haven't had the chance to record yet but we play gigs on it uh, sometimes but he'll literally be like is is that what a dark star is <laughs> just just checking yeah I mean like I was working <laughs> yeah. on the lyrics and I was, I was I was sitting there and okay the song is gonna be about a black hole dark star is it like an old timey word for that and then I was in practice and I was saying this whole time just like side eye looking at Tatsuya like give him the nod right it's it's <laughs> that's what it's right and Tatsuya's like Brett I've told you this a hundred times like I no you <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta change it to I don't know uh, light yeah. star yeah, yeah. yeah another ongoing joke between at least Billy and I is, is whenever I start talking about anything science related he'll uh inject a little higgs boson am i right (laughs) (laughs) and like i've learned other things like orbital disc you know like tatsu will be talking to somebody from his department and and tatsu will be saying something really interesting oh my gosh black holes there's like so much to know about them there's they are out there that's that's exactly what i say yeah (laughs) oh my gosh black holes yeah yeah. black holes and they each have a son too right each black hole has a son yeah yeah exactly okay no i didn't know that son's Oh, yeah. Okay. Chris Andy. Cornell sang about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Wait, did he actually? Black oh, Gold Sun? That went oh. right over my oh, head. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I did oh, not even yeah. Oh, good. It wasn't just me. <laughs> I actually saw him perform that song live and didn't even know that that's what that was about. I was like, that's really dark, Chris. Like, you're really in your feelings right now. But I guess he had some astrophysics going on there. Anyway, every time that it's going <laughs> over my head, because I'm not a PhD in astrophysics, I have like an undergrad. That's about it. But I'll look at Tatsuya and I'll be like, Hey man, Higgs boson, am I right? Mm-hmm. I know what you guys are talking about. A little Higgs boson, a little orbital disk. The God particle. Yeah, the God. Oh, 
gravity black and I'll, I'll just be like no no shut up bill no bill and then i'll, I'll go back to talking <laughs> oh, about yeah. that let's talk about bill colleague. versus billy for a second here okay so there's there's two distinct they're two different people, people. Wait, do yeah. you have a clark kent superman kind i, of thing d- I do i think i do i think this is something that i'm not fully aware about but there's like billy we're in the studio i'm actually nailing my guitar parts i'm, I'm getting to work things are going well i'm on <laughs> task then there's bill you know Bill's a little loose. Tell us about Bill. (laughs) Yeah, Bill's a little loosey-goosey sometimes with the guitar. (laughs) And also, if he's super unfocused during the band practice, and I have to be like, hey, let's get back on track, I have to be like, hey, Bill. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Does does William ever come out? No, but there's a third paradigm called Craig. Oh, what? What? So I play a game called Edward Forty Hands, right? And everybody gets 40s and they attach King Cobras to their hands, but I took it to a new level. Like, you guys like typo negative? Have you noticed that, like, typo guy, he drinks wine on stage? I thought that was the coolest thing in the world when I was in high school. So I do Edward Forty Hands, but with bottles of wine. And when I drink two full (laughs) bottles of wine by myself, I turn into Craig. And Craig is the kind of guy who's, like, jumping off roofs and falling asleep with people's, you know, doing all sorts. That (laughs) Day Shaper show that I was at with you, Craig came out at Ty's house later that night. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Craig, okay. Yeah, yeah. Craig, a little bit. That was like that was like proto Craig. Yeah. You know, like we were getting we were getting there. You know, it was in Johnny mode, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, there was John and Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny was having fun that night. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yes, 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 the Velvet Elk. Yeah. yeah. The Velvet. How many? How many uh, like drinks do you have to be into for Johnny to come? Oh, two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny two drinks. Johnny two yeah. drinks. Yeah. Those are the common. Yeah. Two whiskey sours. It'll it'll do it. You got to get it with the egg whites though. Otherwise. Oh wow! Right, right, right. Bullshit. And then I'm like, and then Bill. Johnny's high class. Yes. Craig yeah. and Johnny are sitting there just going back and forth on Final Fantasy, but we're drunk, so it's a lot mm-hmm. of like. <laughs> <laughs> Ten and a half, dude. <laughs> Ten and a half. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, Kenny's like, I have no idea where to go with this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a level Kenny, one mage. Right? Yeah, Kenny yeah. is trying to pilot the machine. I'm trying oh! to pilot the machine here. All right. Is there anything else that y'all want to talk about and say to the ether or? I don't know. Got what, the EP. What's the hardest part of putting an EPK together? What What was the hardest content? For me, yeah, personally? The band, was, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the band. Getting uh, the members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping people in my goddamn band. No. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was writing the bio because I really don't like, I hate having to say positive things about my own work. Okay, okay. Public service announcement about yeah. band bios, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fit into a genre. I would I, love for every band bio to fit into a genre. I fully 100% agree with yes. you. But then I go to do that with my own work. And I'm like, oh, but it's a little bit audio sleep. But it's also a little bit The Cure. It's also, <laughs> li- And then I do the thing to myself that every artist, I'm sure, does. Where they're right. like, well, you can't really put a label on it, you know? Right. So we, we just settled on hard rock because yeah. we are hard rock. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you and be like, no, nah, dude, we're like singer-songwriter. And then we show up with like a full drum kit that's got like 80 toms on it. Like people are going to be like, what are you doing here? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're hard rock. Yeah. I would say that we're like garagey, stonery hard rock. I would I would err more towards okay. that yeah. because that that books us with bands. I like not to go too far into it, but th- to agree with you, yeah. it helps you get land stuff. That That is exactly like, what I wanted you to yeah. say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it is, it, it can be very frustrating because we will try and throw bands at venues sometimes. Like sometimes like Miguel Agustown will be like, hey, we need two more bands. Who do you got? And I'll throw them out. And they're like, well, it doesn't, I don't really know what vibe they are, so I can't book them. Yeah. So that does lend itself. If you, 
you know, as hard as it can be to put yourself in some bucket, put yourself in some bucket to start until you have enough of a following or representation that, you know, people know what they're coming into. Yeah, yeah. just don't kick the bucket. Yeah, don't no, kick don't. the bucket. Yeah, especially because I'm 27. 28, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm high risk, guys. No, um, yeah. I fully agree with that. And that is the, that for me was the hardest part to answer your question. The APK's hardest part was sitting there and being like, who are we? Like, you know. You to get a psychologist. Yeah, literally. <laughs> So if, if you're listening, Pilot the Machine is a hard rock band. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a hardcore fan, just know that we're confused. <laughs> like in, in, as to what we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope some one of our fans will come up to us one one be like, guys, you guys are like you guys are post garage blues rock. And we'd be like, great. That do you want to put that on an EPK for us? Or you know, like yeah, yeah. when we wrote our bio for Spotify, we had our friends write it because mm-hmm. I was getting tripped up on it. But that's wicked smart, dude. Wicked yeah. smart. Wicked yeah, smart. Wicked smart. Yeah. Wicked smart. Yeah. Very smart. Cool. Okay, so segment yeah. three here. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> segment three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is uh what are you listening to? You know, what's on the what's spinning on the platter? What's on the regular rotation? What's on heavy rotation? Yeah, heavy. So what are you what have you been listening to in the last uh, like week or so? Musically, yeah, the new Taylor Swift album, Midnight's. No joke, though, it's a pretty good album. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but also, like, if Billy, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but we have a inspo inspiration playlist that Pilot the Machine put together. Oh, cool. Um, and that is also on Spotify. I believe it's a public Ooh. playlist if you're interested. I should post Love it on that. our actual thing because I never posted it on our actual band page. But yeah, there is one. There's a ton, there's like almost 2,000 songs on there. Okay, so by the time this podcast airs, it, it will, will be yes, public. <laughs> Sick. So you can go check it out. But I like to listen to a lot of funk rock. So my favorite band is the Chili Peppers. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, and I have this like uh, new funk band that I really like. They're called The Main Squeeze. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Um, Give me one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think as the drummer, I bring a little bit of that funk element to the band as well. Agreed. That's that's why we're confused, you know? Yeah. Afro-Brazilian. Funk. Funk. Rock drummer. Rock. Garage poster. Like, garage cord. Staples, Staples, poster in the garage. Stapler. <laughs> Stapler. Yeah. Stapler. Stapler core, dude. Stapler core. <laughs> swing line. We're <Ready laughs> swing line band. But I, I think it's a good thing. But Billy and I used to listen to completely, kind of not completely different. Obviously, we love rock and roll music, but different kind of segments of, of that rock genre. But ever since we made that inspo playlist, we've been listening to each other's shit more. And I feel like that has helped us kind of become become one as like a band sound as well. Yeah. Conglomeration or congratulations, <laughs> both, dude. Both, yeah. yeah. So, what are you listening to? Oh, what am I listening to? Yeah, uh, I'm actually very interested. I so I'm obsessed with this band called Cheek Face, <laughs> and they are based in Los Angeles. And it's um, it's like a talky vocal, like like cake, but uh, basically someone that stitches together all the cliche tropes that uh that people talk about that's awesome which is in my mind hilarious so like um you know like uh uh, they they talk about like living your best life and all this other (laughs) love laugh it yeah yeah (laughs) um so definitely recommend them uh also related to chili peppers i've been listening there's a remy wolf song named anthony kiedis that i've been listening to a lot Um, and then, uh, there's a band that actually, uh, one of the first dates that Liz and I went on oh. was to see Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Hell yeah, bro. Um, and they have a couple of, uh, newer songs out. Uh, now they're just Jr. Jr. Uh, uh they dropped the Dale Earnhardt, but, uh, oh. but yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Nice. Cool. I, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice, dude. 
<laughs> nice. That's real That's nice. real nice. That's real nice. I'm listening to, I am real deep in a 70s hole right now. I am listening, I, I was listening to Steppenwolf on my way over here. Nice. I was listening to the Romantics, Led Zeppelin. Ooh. I went and listened to every Led Zeppelin album in sequence at work the other day. Just one wow. right after one another. One through four, huh? One through, no, no, all the way, I'm, all the way kidding, up to I'm Coda. Oh, I, all the way before Coda. Before I Coda. listened to Coda. <laughs> yeah. I actually listened to Coda. I, I did. Oh, I, went, did? I went through. And, and then you walked out of the building. Right. I was like, that's enough Zeppelin, I think, for yeah. a human being. Um, but any 70s hard rock thing, I am I am I am desperately exploring it because that was never really it was like a you know, it's always part of people's lives. Play guitar here. I just never really appreciated it the way I think I should. So now I'm really like teeth into it, listening to bands like Mountain and Blue Oyster Cult. I've always loved Thin Lizzy though, so that I don't have to Thin do anymore. Lizzy. Yeah, I've okay. always really ever since I was a little kid, I don't know, just really love Thin Lizzy. Yeah. But seventies rock. Seventies hard rock specifically, I would like to say. Seventies, you know. Bluesy, heavy. What, what songs are you currently learning on guitar? I just finished Ramble On because that was my favorite Zep song. Or maybe Babe, I'm going to leave you. That one's harsh. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Babe, babe, yeah. babe. I played, I played that baby, around the house. Baby. That's played, good. I'm That's going good. to leave y'all. <laughs> we got to audition Somebody hit him. the reset button on Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby, too close baby. to Johnny. Too close to Johnny over here. Knock him yeah. back there. Um, no, uh. Yeah, that song, I played that around the house, and Gracie was like, is he just saying baby, baby, baby over and over again? I was like, kind of. There's yeah. more to it, but yeah. <laughs> just wait till you hear a Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, literally. I was going to ask you if that Anthony Kiedis like song. I Pearl Jam. How many, I love Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, how many yeah. times per that Anthony Kiedis song does he say California, do you think? <laughs> Actually, in in uh, in the Remy Wolf song, they, they don't really say California at all. Um, but they should. Yeah. California. That's not chili pepper. Does, no, uh, does, <laughs> does Danny the girl make an appearance, dude? Yeah. In, the, oh. in the Anthony Kiedis song? No, I don't think so. Yeah, he talks about that a Man, lot. He does talk about Danny, yeah. Every, I think every girl he's ever dated is Danny. That's like his, Ke when Kenny was writing those songs about his long lost girlfriend in girl. 15, not it Kenny. was Danny, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was my Danny. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Alice Phoebe Lou. Mm. Who's um, Alice Phoebe Lou? Yeah, what's up? So it's like kind of. She's South African, uh, but really kind of lo-fi, funky, but yeah. kind of sad girl influence. I'd be into that. that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's great. Look it up. Um, two records specifically were dropped almost like right next to each other, Glow and Child's Play. Hmm. Uh, they're both really good. Nice. There's one song called Me and the Moon that I, I really Hell suggest yeah. you all listen to. Oh, yeah. On, at, in the nighttime. In the nighttime, it's yes. not daytime music. It's not a well. It could be, but that song specifically, you know, me. Oh, you know, I moon. I learned that the moon can be present during the day, and mm. then it might set at a different time. Wow. Yeah. So you could listen yeah. to that song uh -huh. during the day, and then, and then I'll intersperse Bill Evans. Bill Evans is always kind of interspersed through my my life. Yeah. You, you listen to a lot of Beck too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, you said the B word. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah. I have been listening to Midnight Vultures more lately. Mm. You know, it's always kind of fluctuating in his discography. But there's also a really good live show of Beck from 1997. I need to catch um, up on Beck. I think it's, it's Sessions at West 154th or Sessions at West 54th. I don't know. Really good performance. Really fun. Oh, is that the one where it's like in the round? Like yeah, it's, in, it's the in the circle. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good artists yeah. that did the Sessions at West 54th, but yeah. Do they not do them anymore? No. Nah. Oh, okay. That would be a sick to, to have everybody running. All right, sorry. Yeah, around <laughs> yeah. you in a circle with yeah. badass broadcast cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, From the John, 90s. I have a Beck right, question okay, for you. Okay. Tropicalia. 
Good yeah. song or bad song? Fucking great song. All right, <laughs> you said bad song? It yeah, just yeah. came hot out of the woodwork like, fuck, terrible. Wait, <laughs> why, why? Is that a point of contention no, or something? Yeah, yeah. There are people who are just like, oh, I don't like Tropicalia. And I was like, I jammed out to that in like my very first car that was worth like $700. Nice. You, know? yeah. like, you bought a car? Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. The, is that the kind of the similar debate as like, is Queens of the Stone Age a good band or... Or, or not. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Jess, joined, oh. Jess joined our band. Jess has a huge uh, uh, background uh, uh. in stoner rock. So Caius, obviously, uh-huh. being one of her favorite bands. And right. she asked, she's like, is Queens good? And I was like, well, in relation to Caius, no. But yes, I think they're good. You know, like if you if you take Caius and you're like, oh, here's Caius, amazing band. And then you're like, here's Queens of the Stone Age. I personally, Queens of the Queens of the Stone. Queens of the. Stone ease. Um, <laughs> um, sorry. I do think that. There is like a weird step down, in my opinion. I no, I I consider Queens of the Stone Age, and uh, I I actually lump Phoenix into this group too. Of like, these are songs that are going to fit into this space. So when oh. when you are in this headspace, this is going to be your favorite music. Right, right, right. And then when you fall out of that headspace, you never want to listen to it again. That's probably totally true. Because when I liked Queens of the Stone Age, all I listened to is like rated R and songs for the deaf over and over and over and over and over again. And then like Caius was a later thing for me. So maybe I'm just fresher, you know? The yeah. bubblegum still tastes good on Caius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But like Phoenix, you know, like I would be like, ding, 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 yeah. ding. Oh, okay. I'm having fun yeah. now. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I hate this. Yeah. Ah, oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like MGMT, weirdly. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, boy. Like, we are breaking open. <laughs> Dude, PTM, contentious music opinions. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Actually, eggs with a hammer. You could, do, you could do a weekly YouTube video like, yeah. hi, I'm Billy, and this is my unpopular opinion about music. Yeah, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like Nirvana sucks. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the first drummer was better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, honey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got we to do a TikTok about that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just being My just favorite dropping. two words, tick and talk, just right next to each other right there. On that pretty little, <laughs> I hate TikTok. Yeah, I have I have a watch on my arm. Oh, oh I wasn't saying like the literal. T- I was saying oh, the, the app with the, the app. videos. Oh, okay. I just oh, didn't yeah. think you liked the concept of time. No, I do. Do I mean do? You... Does anyone? Yeah. <laughs> well, we could talk about time. Woo! That's the next hour. We could talk yeah. about space time. Dude, Higgs, I know Higgs boson. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Rocky Mountain Mixdown podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.rockymtnmixdown.com. If you have a local band or artist, venue, producer, audio engineer, booker, or anyone working and creating in the local Colorado music scene who you think would be a great feature on this podcast, let us know by emailing us at info at doghousemusic.com. That's I-N-F-O at D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-M-U-S-I-C dot C-O-M. Or text us at (laughs) 720-864-0650. If you're loving the Rocky Mountain Mixdown, please become a supporter. You can support the podcast starting at 99 cents per month. What a deal! What? That's better. Okay. (laughs) Go to RockyMountainMixdown.com and click the big red button that says support the podcast exclamation point. Our goal is to pay the band's artists and industry folks who guest on our podcast in the future and add some live studio performance videos for the bands that we feature. Uh, So, yeah. Bob the Machine, thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Thank you guys for having us, too. Mm -hmm. Rocky Mountain Mixed Down We're we're talking music in your hometown Oh
other places to welcome, welcome, all are welcome here. Welcome. Rocky Mountain Mixed Down!